on guard. Pray. Ale. Welcome to the Tokyo 2020 Fencing Podcast. I'm Karen. I'm Dave. Hi, Dave. How are you? Yeah, doing well. Happy Sunday. Uh, happy Sunday evening. Yeah, a busy weekend on the international fencing circuit again as the men's sabreurs resumed hostility at the beginning of their 2019-2020 season in Cairo. Uh, before we went into uh, the tournament, Korea, Hungary, Italy and Germany occupied the top four automatic qualification spots with the zonal spots going to Russia, Iran, USA and Egypt. Now, the competition has literally finished uh, just a, a, a few minutes ago, uh, Dave, and it was Korea top of the pile again, beating Hungary in that uh, final, with Italy beating Russia for the bronze medal place. But before we actually get tucked into the results, uh, how about a little bit of housekeeping? Because uh, there's a bit of news. First, let's start with the fences. Uh, Kamil Ibrigimov of Russia wasn't present, and nor was Aaron Silagi of Hungary, and also Vu from Vietnam not in the lineup. Any news on that? Yeah, so we've got uh, uh, Ibrigimov uh, injured, uh, according to uh, my sources at Sydney Sabre. He uh, picked up an injury at the uh, military games. So, yeah, he's out, but uh, nothing too serious, we hope. So, hopefully, he'll be back soon. Um, and then, yeah, Schlaggy is uh, starting his season in uh, at Montreal at the GP rather than rather than making the trip down to Egypt. And Vu deciding not to go—that's a bit of a risk, isn't it? He's being hunted down at the moment for the uh, individual Asian spot. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Um, it's not really uh, the time of the year to be missing competitions, but um, maybe maybe we'll see. Uh, maybe we'll hear something later on. And the other massive news, uh, possibly the the biggest news, certainly uh, in the last 12 months in the world of fencing coaching, is that Christian Bauer seems to no longer be working with the Russian Federation. Yeah, heard that uh, that on the the news wires, apparently um, only messaged the uh, squad when he was on the plane out of there. So uh, yeah, quick... um... A quick exit back to back to France, where I think he's uh, rumored to be setting up a, a you know a, a personal coach, maybe similar to what uh, Daniel Avavasa does with the Epe guys. Uh, but yeah, very very controversial, and not a long time from the Olympic Games. But I hear he was in Cairo, and uh, and he was uh, standing on the side of the piste with Sandro Bazadze of Georgia. Yeah, so it looks like he's going to be one of these. Um, uh, look at his freelance, a mercenary type uh, type coach, and I tell you what, if if you can afford him, um, I'm not sure you'd have anyone better uh, behind you in 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 the, in the world of saber. Well, it'll be interesting to see how that story develops. But uh, let's get back to the uh, qualification story for Tokyo 2020. So, as I said, the the results uh, saw Korea top of the pile, Hungary in second place, Italy third, uh, beating Russia in that bronze medal playoff. So, Dave. Let's start with the top four. Uh, no real change, right? No, Korea, Korea won, and, and a, you know, ninety percent of the way, or more, ninety-nine percent of the way to the Olympic Games. I think we worked out if they just enter a competition, they've, they've got enough points to be uh, definitely the best Asian team. Um, so that's something to um, uh, that's something to be proud of. I think the interesting thing was uh, was seeing uh, Kim Jong Un back and actually back fencing the team as well. Mm. So retirement doesn't stop these guys. They're uh, Back for another go. Apparently, wearing some lucky shoes as well, so uh, seeming seemingly working well in in the individual event. Although you'll you'll be pleased to hear uh, Bash that 
Uh, the British team gave them a, a bit of a, a, a bit of a fright in the 16th. I saw that. Yeah, James Honeybone fencing particularly well as well. Yeah, that could have all that could have all ended really badly. So, despite um, you know surviving uh, a 45-44 match with GBR in the 16, um, weren't really troubled. I mean, we can only see the uh, we can only see the scores. We can't see any of the uh, any of the video, but um, looks like that was their hardest match. Yeah, no, no uh, live stream from Kyrie, which is, which is a shame in, in this crucial Olympic qualifying period. But um, it, it means that we we can't really talk anything about the uh, the actual fencing itself. But that scoreline certainly was an impressive one for Great Britain uh, against the Koreans. But as you say, the Koreans powered on, and you you, you sort of alluded to ninety nine percent qualified. I mean, uh, look, I think. Uh, it's a pretty safe bet to say that Korea are going to go to Tokyo 2020 as a men's sabre team. But if you look at it mathematically, it's possible for China, who leapfrogged Japan in Cairo, mathematically that they can get ahead of them on points, but not all the team competitions count, do they? No, it's only your best four out of five. So, I mean, there is... There is uh... You know, if if Korea didn't enter any of their remaining competitions and China managed to win the rest, you know, there's a notional possibility they could overtake them. But I mean, I think we can say that none of that's going to happen. And and Korea, yeah. the, Korea are the best team in the world. They will be at the Olympics and probably seeded number one. And Hungary without Aaron Salagi coming second and uh, Ilyash. Uh, the number four for the team performing pretty well. They came second after all. And, uh, you've got to say that their their gap. I know it's only twenty points to uh, Italy now, but they're looking definitely like the second best team in the world. They're a very strong team. Uh, it's it's fun to see. It's good they came off obviously a very controversial match in in Budapest, but a great final. Um, they look like a really well rounded team. And, and if you bring Aaron back into that that side, yeah, this is a side you would expect to see on the podium more often than not. Um, and dealt with their rivals um, pretty comfortably, beat, from what we can tell, beat Iran pretty comfortably, beat Italy pretty comfortably. That's what you need to be doing. And I suppose the only other thing to sort of mention about the top four with Italy uh, is sitting in third place is that really the, the battle seems to be between Germany and Russia as to who's going to stay or, or book their place uh, automatically by being in the top four. And who's going to be the top European team? Because I just can't see Romania and France really having a, a decent enough challenge. Yeah, it's it's one of those ones. And I saw the draw and I was really happy to see it because I saw Romania and France drawn against each other in the 16, which you know gave one of those two teams the chance to really beat the other, directly beat the rival, and then power on. And it was a shaky start for France. I think they were down six points or seven points at the halfway, uh, the halfway point. Um, but, you know, caught it up, beat their rivals, so France going through, but then couldn't carry on and just, you know, lost pretty comfortably to Italy and then lost and then lost again, finishing eighth. It's just not, it's just not enough. And now you're 50, 40, 45 points behind your, your, behind your zonal rivals in Russia, and if it's just sort of Germany and then Russia tearing strips off each other, then that's fine. They'll both go to the Olympics. So the top four uh, looking pretty set off. Certainly four of the top five uh, looking like they are going to be in that top four. And then whoever it is between Germany and Russia, uh, almost certainly picking up the European spot. If we look down to Asia then, um, Iran doing better than their their Asian uh, contenders? Yeah, they're a good team. They say Payman, Payman Frackley's team. Got close to Hungary, but not, not quite there. But, you know, well inside the eight. 
Uh, definitely the best. They're definitely the second best Asian team. And USA picking up the Pan Am spot. They finished ninth in Cairo, picking up twenty five points. And what Canada chasing them uh, made the top sixteen, but then couldn't get any further. Yeah, it's a funny one. The USA hey? they lost in the lost in their sixteen match to China, which I wouldn't have picked. It's it's you know the same you know similar guys, similar team. Obviously, the big two headliners in uh, Eli Dershowitz and uh, and Daryl Homer. You know these guys used to be world number one. You know they're, mm. they're not. It's not quite there anymore. So, I mean, not a great day, but Canada is so far back that I don't think it really matters. I, I tell you what, I'm going to say this. You heard it here first, Dave. Watch out for the USA when we get to Tokyo. I think they're going to be there, and I think that they're uh, a sleeping giant at the moment. Uh, but we move on to Africa, and uh, Egypt came into the tournament uh, as the top African team, and nothing's changed there either. No, they're good, um, doing what they need to do. So win these zonals. Uh, finished sort of 14th uh, this time, 13th before in the second World Cup. So that's enough to stay in the top 16. You know, there there will be teams above you and below you that, that, that will do better at each individual competition, but they're good enough. They're good enough to win that last 32 match, um, which means that you get a whole heap of points. Uh, again, you don't need to be eighth to go to the Olympics. You can be 13th in the world to go to the Olympics if you're from, if you're from Egypt, and that's more than enough. Right, so... Uh... All things settled then in terms of the team format. Before we get into the individual, Dave, um, give us an update on Patreon. And the reason I mention that is because we've had it pretty easy for the last uh, couple of weekends, you know, just one competition. Uh, but um, we're going to get start getting slightly busier uh, as we look forward to next weekend where there are three tournaments. And we're going to do three separate podcasts. So if you're if you're a particular fan of Foil, Epe, or Sabre, you, you don't have to go and listen to the other ones. Uh, you can listen to ones very specifically about the weapon that you're interested in. But it does mean that we've got to spend more of our uh, spare time uh, doing podcasts. So how are things going with our fundraising? Yeah, it's good. So, uh, yeah, we've got, uh, as, we, as we announced last week, we've got... Uh, a couple of couple of very dedicated supporters, which is great. We could always use a few more. Um, at the moment, you know, our hosting costs alone are over twenty dollars a month, so you know they're not being covered. Um, so, out of the goodness of our hearts, we're sticking our hand in the pockets for those. We'd really appreciate any support you can um, for literally the price of a coffee a month. So, uh, yeah, if you go to patreon.com forward slash fencing Tokyo, uh, links are in the description. Um, but most importantly. Subscribe to the podcast. Give us a good, give us a good five star review on uh, on Apple Podcasts, and um, and as well, you know, talk to your friends, tell your friends uh, that are interested in fencing that we're the guys that you want to listen to. And we are going to get more interactive with our audience, but more on that a bit later. Let's switch back to the fencing and the individual tournament. Uh, as we came into uh, this competition, uh, Apathy of France and Bazadze of Georgia, he now coached by Christian Bauer, uh, held the top two individual spots for Europe. Um, Gordon from Canada with the Pan Am spot, Fajani from Tunisia holding the African spot and the Asian spots going to Wang of China and Vu, who we've mentioned already, from Vietnam. Cairo was a great competition for Frenchman Vincent Anstet. He took the gold medal from Luigi Samelli uh, in a brilliant final, from what I've heard from the people that are on the ground uh, in Cairo. And it was uh, Faris Fajani who picked up the bronze medal along with Kim Jong-un. So, Dave, 
how's that affected our individual spots and qualification through that route? Yeah, so I mean, Aperture is a long way ahead, um, you know, with no French team qualified. So it's, it has closed the gap a bit. Uh, so uh, said still 44 points behind. So that's that's going to be a bit of a challenge. Uh, good result by Badadzi in the 32. He's doing what he needs to do. Uh, given the concentration and, you know, we're going to have four European teams qualified for, for, for Tokyo, it looks like, we're getting a pretty good idea of which individuals would take their place. Bronze medal from Ferjani consolidates his already strong uh, African position. You know, had yeah. another good result from um, uh, Mohamed Amir from uh, from Egypt. Uh, but again, them being qualified as a team, there's no actual real pressure on the Tunisian fencer. Uh, I think, you know, Faraz is certainly going to be booking his ticket to Tokyo in the next couple of weeks, I would have thought. I was going to say, Dave, it's interesting, uh, the, the uh, French situation, really struggling in, in that team environment. So it's, it's a, an important individual competition for all of the French fencers. Um, as you suggested, Anstett's closed the gap, but Apathy finished uh, in fifth place in Cairo. So I think he he's he's probably going to be comfortable, but he's still going to be looking over his shoulder. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think it's more, there's just a couple of big results. You know, you win a Grand Prix uh, when your colleague doesn't do particularly well. Um, you'd, you'd like to think that you've got the quality to stay ahead. I mean, 44 points is gigantic, especially given that Sabre's yeah. already had two of their GPs. It's just not yeah. that many places to score points. So Apathy uh, and Bazate holding those European spots, uh, Gordon from Canada with the Pan Am spot still a good result from Fajani on the podium in Cairo. Uh, he is cementing his African spot. Asia, though, we mentioned Vu. He didn't turn up. Uh, he's in the second Asian spot. Wang of China sits uh, in the, t- the top Asian spot. Uh, maybe Vu will be regretting deciding not to come to Cairo. Yeah, I was looking for his poor results, uh, Vu, and uh, couldn't find him. And, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't on the team sheet. So it didn't uh, didn't get the entry in, and that's that's cost him. Um, Kento Yoshida from Japan made the sixty four, didn't get any further, but um, started the day only 0.25 points behind uh, Vu, and uh, that means that he finishes the day one point seven five points ahead of Vu. So we have a new uh, we have a new contender in our second Asian uh, zonal place. And that I mean that could be very telling as well because uh, one has to assume that. Uh, both Kento Yoshida and Vu will turn up at the remaining competitions but do you see either of them making out of a 64 if they make the 64? This is going to be it it's really going to be a uh, I mean we're going to be looking at those pool results real closely every competition to see how how they've done and and to be honest there are there's a couple of uh, you know there's a couple of uh, fences that aren't too far away I mean Kaito Streets for example of uh, Japan uh, he's sort of six points away. That's one good result at the remaining Grand Prix, and he's good enough to do it. Made the 16 um, in Cairo. So he's, uh, you know, if he had another result like that, he'd be a contender as well. So it's um, it's not, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, fences that certainly can make it, not just mathematically, but realistically. Just one good, one good day, one good result. Well, there we go. So the Asian uh, second zonal spot, up for grabs and that probably will continue for the next couple of competitions so that's Cairo dealt with uh, next weekend Dave uh, I alluded to a, uh, a hat-trick of competitions uh, what's what's going on yeah so uh, we're going to do a bit more Sabre uh, in Orléans so the women have got a World Cup and a which means there's a team event and individual event men's epais are in Bern in Switzerland 
um, for another World Cup. And then finally, uh, there's going to be a whole bunch of people hanging around in Cairo for women's foil. So three World Cups next weekend. I can tell you that uh, we, we suspect that uh, there won't be a live stream from Cairo next weekend either. But uh, I can tell you that Fencing Vision will be providing a double header from Orléans, where I'll be uh, commentating at the women's sabre competition. And uh, Fencing Vision will also be in Bern uh, for the men's epee competition, where you're going to have a, a multilingual uh, commentary service provided by one of their counter brothers and guests. Uh, so you will get to see some live action next weekend. Um, Dave, we talked over the last couple of weeks about... Um, interacting with the audience and I know you you came up with a good idea about perhaps uh, hosting some questions uh, or asking our audience to send us some questions via Facebook absolutely yeah please please jump on um very very happy to help I spend spend a lot of my life looking at these uh permutations and qualification scenarios we've also been posting uh, the links up on reddit as well so if you're uh, if you post on there then then that's a good way to get involved and there's someone usually pretty knowledgeable that can can help you out but um yeah please please uh, flick us over a message if you need uh if you want to talk about anything or or uh, or if you've got a view if you've got a view on who you think is going to qualify from a from a particular weapon we'd love to hear absolutely and and you know make sure that you give us your name and where you're from and uh if you're interested in a particular weapon let us know that as well and we will make sure that we answer your questions within the appropriate podcast because there's three more coming next week so, Dave, uh, thanks for now. Uh, looking forward to next weekend, as I'm sure you are. Absolutely. Can't wait. And thanks to all of you. We'll be back with a report from Orleans, Bern and Cairo next week. <laughs>